Hey fellas, this episode of the Spurs News Podcast is brought to you by our favourite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped. Join the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming in leaving 2021 behind and entering 2022 with a clear mind and clean balls. And, special offer alert, use the code SNPOD, so SN for Spurs News, SNPOD, for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. You're listening to the Spurs News Christmas Special. Now, please, welcome your ho-ho-hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the Spurs News Podcast Christmas Special. I am Sam, sadly sober, and joining me, also sober, it's Matt. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, it's a bit early in the morning, mate, and it's a bit tricky. <laughs> it is, yeah. You know, like, you make all these plans, and you're sort of like, hey, we could do this, we could do that, and then it gets to that week before Christmas, and other people in our lives go, you're doing this, yeah. you're doing that. So we're, we're recording this when we can. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's not drinking it's time. <laughs> Yeah, it is not drinking time. Well, any time could be drinking time, but I think people would say we have a problem. Yeah, and do you <laughs> if, know, what, if it's nine a.m. <laughs> well, I was going to say we could, we should have recorded in an airport, then we could have drank at nine a.m. Yeah, exactly. We? People seem to be okay with that. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I, I never. Well, to be honest with you, you ain't getting me on a plane sober. So, <laughs> oh, I'm not a good flyer, man. I no. really am not. No, I'm terrible. I, I, and I can like it's one of those things. It's so stupid. It's like. It's illogical. Like, I, it's safe. I know it's safe. People fly. I, I, I know people who have been like cabin crew. They fly like five, six times a day. Like I would just jump in a car. But no, no, no. I'm not a good flyer. Do, do you know what? If I, if I can psychologically analyse why you're not a good flyer, please, Sam, please do. Yes. I think the reason why is um, in the you're time. You're about to say the word control. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the first person to make this astute observation. About I was going to say, yeah, in the time I've known you, you like to be in a lot of control, and that gets uh, taken away from you yeah. when you're on an aeroplane. <laughs> yeah, and also, I don't trust none of them pilot buggers. I mean, one of them's having a bad day, and bang, you're in a mountain. I'm like, What's yeah, that about? Yeah, but Sam, that was only once, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like they I know, get depressed I know. pilots every day. Like, it's funny, like, my family say to me, like, any time there's anything to do with an aeroplane, like, something happens, there's a crash somewhere in the world, or, like, even one has a dodgy landing, my family generally go, oh, there's another five years of, like, Sam getting on a plane. <laughs> like, no, that set me back again, people, it ain't happening. Do you know what I know must have set you back? Uh, the, other, the other day, Seb's going through this age, uh, going through this uh, period in it with his age where, I, th- I don't know if he was the same with Phoebe, where mm. he's just asking really sort of profound questions, like, ones that, yep. you like, he wants an immediate answer, and I'm like, that's, that's such a massive question and, yeah. and funny enough when, when we was on the way to the to the football on the weekend he said um, dad what, what do you think the biggest mystery ever is like, in, in the world what do you think? <laughs> I'm like give me a bit of time to think about it but then and then he went I went what's yours then and I was trying to buy myself some time he said I yeah. think it was that Malaysian air, airline he said what happened and oh, I'm like wow, yeah there you really? go that's my one that's a, that's, that's a decent what's the biggest oh I see that that opens up a rabbit hole for me because I, I love conspiracy theories I don't believe them but I love them yeah, like, sure. like you read some and you're like that is so well thought out it's mental <laughs> yeah. but you have found a way to evidence this absolute 
batshit theory, <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> yeah, and my my favourite one, my absolute favourite one that I discovered very recently, um, and I'm going to find the guy's name because anyone listening might find this funny to look this up as well. Um, have you ever heard of a United States explorer called Richard Byrd, spelled B-Y-R-D? Never. Okay, this guy was U.S. military in World War Two, and then became an Arctic explorer after, sure. after that. Um, in 1947, he returned with a report of an area of uh, the Arctic. And in that report, that report got redacted immediately. He got retired with vast sums of money and put under a governmental gagging order. And not long afterwards, a treaty was signed between a bunch of countries like the USSR and the USA who basically didn't agree on anything that that particular area that this guy explored was now a no-go zone for planes for anybody. And to this day, you even try to fly a drone over this area, you're dead meat. There, You are not allowed. Satellite imaging, nothing. You are not allowed. This area is off-limits. And... This treaty exists to this day, and the guy's son found a diary of his after he passed away, where he catalogues that he found another race of humans living under the snow that had been there for thousands of years. And when he reported it back, all the other countries of the world just took over like diplomatic relations and have kept it a secret. Wow. I mean that's mental. Yeah. <laughs> but, why? Why have they got be hidden? Like are they but, aliens? But, but what? But what? What an interesting conspiracy theory. And you know, <laughs> but it's like that's mental. But it does. You know, it does track. This guy is a real guy. He was there in 1947. That is real. His report was redacted. That is real. And the fact this treaty was signed not long afterwards by a bunch of countries who do hate each other then, especially now, probably still, and it is still in force. So it's almost like no matter what differences these countries have got with each other, this is more important. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, I hate you. I want to nuke you. But whoa, we have to keep that quiet. Yeah, agreed. That's <laughs> so, absolutely mental. So it's mental. So yeah, I love I love that one. That's a good one. I'd love to know what that is. Of course, it's probably something really dull. Like you just got there and there was like evidence of global warming, and they all went, "Oh, keep that quiet." Yeah. Or do, oh, do you know what I was thinking? You bring it back to Spurs. Maybe it's yeah. the it's the it's a secret as to why we no matter what yeah. we do, we can't seem to win a trophy. No, you know, they just don't yeah, tell them. <laughs> yeah, maybe they found Saul Campbell's dignity there. Who knows? <laughs> One of the greatest mysteries. How did that yeah, man ever does, does he have any, become does he? a man? Can't, can't be no, any. <laughs> no. I, um, someone forwarded me a, a thing of him recently where he was talking about his career. Right. The guy's got a really interesting opinion on, or a really interesting take on his... Uh, look, this is stupid. He was, a, he was a good player. But his his version of his football brain, like his opinion of oh why he's phenomenal i mean the guy was coaching south end not that long ago and yeah, they got relegated atrocious. They? Yeah, yeah like atrocious to the point that that club's pretty much ruined now he <laughs> yeah. destroyed them he's not got a job in it. he claims that's because he's black i think it's because he's an asshole yeah. who knows if you, if you, had, if you had little a, column a <laughs> i was gonna say if you had this amazing football brain that he claims he has it genuinely yeah. wouldn't make a freaking difference what color skin no, you had it no, really wouldn't no, not at all it really doesn't um i mean don't get me wrong i i know systemic racism exists oh no i understand we, we know that yeah. but 
when it when it comes to that guy, he's such a high profile football player, and it is such an old boys club with coaching and stuff like that. Like, oh, you played for us, therefore now you're a coach. You know that's how it works. It just seems bizarre that people work with that guy. And I did see something um because he wouldn't Southend wouldn't his first job. There was a club before. And he left after like so many weeks. I think Notts County. When he played for them, he played for one, yeah, one game, didn't he? Yeah. And and um and someone there just basically said, "Oh, you know, why did we ever think we could trust this guy given his history?" It's like, mm. yes, yeah, yes, that is a valid question. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I don't want to talk about that particular ass hat or our Christmas <laughs> special. Um. So yeah. So for everybody listening, this is our Christmas special. Ho ho ho. Uh. That does mean we have some games. Uh. To play. Uh. Last week. On the show, people suggested we name our top three players of all time, Tottenham top three players. So we've done that. Uh, another person suggested we name one player from every team in the Premier League that we would sign with a max buy price of forty million. We haven't compared lists, so I think that's going to be kind of fun to yeah. see how many of them we've done the same. I'm going to say on some of them, the forty million price tag could be a debate. But I am ready to fight my corner. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I've just, I've just, I've, I thought I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to go fairly cheap with them all, and so I'm nowhere near yeah. that forty million price tag. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to have fun with it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, we also have the return of the squad number game, which is the game that made Stefan sort of scream at me. So I'm hoping <laughs> I can do the same with you. Uh, we're then going to take the fan questions across social media, and then we're done. That's that's it for the Christmas special. But we are going to open actually talking about a football match, which is very strange on the Spurs News yeah, podcast. I grant you. Uh, Tottenham played Liverpool. Um, Liverpool had a few players out with COVID. Uh, we still had a couple out with COVID. Um, but the game went ahead, thank goodness. You managed to attend the game, uh, which I think was a little bit of kind of should I stay or should I go? And based on the stadium capacity, I'd say a lot of people had that thinking as well. Yeah. Um, but I think you're very glad you went, aren't you, my friend? I, I don't. I can't remember in living memory coming away from a draw and being that buzzing about it afterwards. <laughs> you know, I did. Well, yeah, draws. Draws are always kind of like. Uh, unless you grab a last-minute equaliser to make it a draw, I think you kind of walk away from that a little bit buzzing, and then it kind of sinks in. Like, yeah, it wasn't actually that good a result, was it? Yeah, <laughs> but... I, I said to, I said to Seb after the game that if you're gonna if you're gonna draw a game, you always yeah. want to be the team that equalises. That always makes yeah, you makes yeah. you feel more buzzing than the team we're, that we're winning. But it, I can imagine. Well, and you know, Gary Neville was a neutral. And and, yeah. and and he said it was one of the best games he's ever seen. So yeah. as a as a neutral, it must have been amazing. But as a fan, yeah. it was amazing yeah. as well. I was going to say, I think I think the basic gist I'm getting is Liverpool fans hated it. Yeah. Tottenham fans were like, "This is fun again." Yes. Yes. yes, this is great. And neutrals loved it. Man. I mean, I, I genuinely like my phone was busy with people just going, "This game's mad. This game's got everything." Yeah, sure. <laughs> um. So so yeah, I think neutrals loved it. I, I mean, I had a few moments in the game where I was like oh no <laughs> oh no um so let, let's open up with the controversy straight away um Jurgen Klopp he's an asshole <laughs> not, I, I, how do you feel about him because when he was in Dortmund and I didn't have to see him week in week out I kind of liked him I kind of thought oh yeah he's like you know a bit of a character I like characters in the game he came to Liverpool I thought oh he'll be fun in the Premier League and he's fun when he's winning yeah, and he's, the he's... guy becomes an intolerable asshole the minute like anything that goes, and you kind of like go. I can completely understand why Liverpool fans love him. 
Yeah. Like, I get it, because he's their asshole. <laughs> and that's fine. But, man, he does my head in. We, he should, really we should rename him Jürgen Wenger, shouldn't we? It, it, it... Yeah, you're not, but, you're not far wrong with that, actually. But, it, it, yeah, look, I, okay, so, it, you know, it's quite funny as well. I don't know if you noticed this, but he, has a, he had a very patronising way of patting Conte on the head. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that. But, you see, the thing is, uh, that Conte, is I, when he was at Chelsea, I, he kind of went under the radar with me. Like, they did well under him and stuff like that, but... I never really paid much attention to it. He wasn't like a Mourinho where he managed to force himself or like a Klopp. He wasn't fighting someone on the touchline. He was very passionate on the touchline and we're seeing that, definitely. Yes. But he wouldn't like squaring off with people. You know, he wasn't in the news for being an ass all the time. So I guess he just went under the radar and then Chelsea did what Chelsea does and bombed him out and off he went and that was it. Mm. <laughs> um, but one of the things I'm finding with, he is very cutting in his interviews. Like, every now and again, like, a line will just go in. And, like, yesterday, he got asked by a German journalist, or or after the Liverpool game, sorry, he got asked by a German journalist, um, you know, what did you think about Jurgen Klopp saying that all Tottenham did was kick it long and get Sun and Kane on their bikes? And he literally laughed and went, he's so funny when he doesn't win. <laughs> and that's it. that was all he said and took the next question. And, like, it's... I mean, you've got to realise that he's speaking not his native language. So not only has he mastered English to the level that he can nail people with a little idiom, but he did that. That's beautiful. That was just perfect. Just like, ha, ha, he's funny. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to dignify that. I'm just going to, he's funny, and move on. <laughs> yeah, just a total yeah. bitch slap. <laughs> um, and you know, Klopp afterwards basically saying, insinuating quite heavily to the print media that he felt that Tottenham had overestimated the COVID problem. Oh, yeah. That's that's you, that's not that's not right, is it? That's you, not right. You draw a game of football, and you. Just, I mean, he, he, one of the things I don't understand about Klopp in this, and and I got to be honest with you, I I've seen managers lose it after games at referees and stuff, and every time that happens, they get a rollicking, they get a fine or like a touchline ban or something, and I think a lot of the time I look at it and go, oh, come on, it was in the heat in a moment, but yeah, right, that's the rules. You can't, and you can't do that because you are setting an example for every kid watching on TV. For football as a whole in this country, if kids see it happening in the Premier League, they mimic it. Mm. And that's why you're trying to say to them, like, like, don't behave like this. So Klopp goes onto the field and has a go at the referee on camera. You can lip-read what he says to him and it isn't nice. He then doubles down to the media, as in post-match interviews, so on TV, live. He then does it to the print media, and the FA, the following day, have said, yeah, we're not going to take any action, it's fine. Mm, it's frustrating. I don't it? get that. I, like, I remember Pochettino having an argument with the referee and it book being thrown at him. I mean, if the rules change. I mean, a lot of Liverpool fans are pointing at Pep Guardiola, an incident I genuinely don't know nothing about. But if it was the same as that, then Pep the same. Anyone, anyone who does that, like if our manager did that, I'd be saying the same thing, which is, oh, I understand why he was annoyed, but you can't do it. You know, if a player goes up to the referee in the game and says you're a cheating son of a bitch, that player's going. Yeah, that's what he did, so basically. Why, wasn't yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what he did. He just said, yeah. you don't know football. You, you've cheated me again. <sighs> Uh, like you can lip read what he says to him and he calls him a pretty rude word <laughs> and yeah I, I don't get that I don't understand that and I don't think again it almost feels like if the Brentford manager did that that guy's gone you yeah, know it completely. Just, 
They just want if you're one of the top clubs. I know we could possibly be in that bracket for that. I, I'm just saying it. It doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, you're right. Do you know I was I was going to ask you actually, Sam, as well. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we're talking about Con- Conte and. Um, yeah. I love it now when uh, the social media team released the Conte cam footage. <laughs> it's like, it. right, here's, I've got one for you, right? Okay, you have yeah. to make a decision. Okay, so yeah. next month, it's the North yeah. London derby, isn't it? Yeah. Right. yeah. We win 4-0, okay? okay? You're only allowed to watch one of the two options, okay? okay. You're only allowed to watch Conte cam yeah. or Arsenal fan TV. Oh, Which one do you that's, choose? That's tough. I'd, I'd go Conti Camp, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the main reason being, I've seen Arsenal fans melt down before. <laughs> it's nothing new. The Conti Camp every, every, uh, every week's a delight, to oh be honest my with you. God. His goal reactions just get me. His reaction to us levelling the game after going 2-1 down was like something. I, I mean, the guy was ready to explode. Do, 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 you, know, <laughs> do you know what I love, right? Because so when So when the first goal went in, Harry yeah. Kane, obviously Harry Kane scored and we all went mental like yeah. jump like you know we just like I say to all this, and everyone knows who goes to games you just reach for whoever's next to you yeah. and you just everyone's jumping on each other and and what I love incidentally as well was the fact Kane celebrated I know obviously yeah. there was no fans last season but that no. was the old Kane that was that celebration was when when he scored that goal against Arsenal yeah. and he took his protective glasses off and he yeah, just oh that, that brought that, that brought back so many great memories I didn't obviously see that live because I was too busy going mental but, <laughs> but, what, yeah. what, but what I love is when Sonny scored the, the equaliser um, yeah. so obviously we've all got and, and I'll say as well what I absolutely loved about the second goal was I, I've looked so the, the guy to my left the, the, the guy the season ticket holder wasn't there but mm-hmm. there was the guy next to him uh, I sometimes mm-hmm. chat to well I don't actually chat to because he's kind of one one ahead so I kind of say hello and that but <laughs> right, yeah, you know yeah. when someone's like two seats or one or two seats next to you you can't sort of reach yeah. over and chat yeah but because you, you just nod yeah but because <laughs> yeah. the guy directly next to me wasn't at the game so I was chatting to the one next to him basically so yeah. when the second goal went in we've just hugged each other like and then I've looked <laughs> over to Seb and he was just standing there just absolutely th- th- like he, he's, he was overload emotion overload yeah. and, and he, he looked like he just he, he didn't know what to do like he was no. just completely just overall with, with just buzzing like you know and yeah, I picked him I up it. but um, when you watch when you watch Conte Cam yeah. uh, I always find it quite interesting because you, you look behind him and the fans the fans are celebrating but yeah. they're not going as mental as we came in. What? No. What? But Conti is doing what we were doing in the yeah. stands. Yeah. <laughs> Conti in the south stand one, what yes. you like, like a blood brother. It would, yeah. really would be. Yeah, yeah no, he, uh, yeah, he, he lives it. I mean, he, he literally, he invests everything. And I, I think that translates to the players because they gave everything. And it's the first time a number of those players on that pitch have done that for us, you know, in quite some time. Um, before the game, I saw the midfield, and I think I put in our chat, just like, oh, that really makes me nervous. Yeah, and, I asked and you, you why. you said to I, me, yeah. like, why? I was like, well, the last time I saw this midfield, we got destroyed by Arsenal. They just ran through us. The other two times I've seen a combination of this meal, but with, like, one or one different, we've lost. Like, this, these guys haven't done anything this season, and I, I, it genuinely made me nervous. Like, we are missing Skit, missing Hoybier. No one was going to fight. And I was terrified of that. And I was like, you know, against Liverpool, you can't let them run through you because they're going to destroy us. And in the opening two minutes, they cut us open like three times, I think. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be awful. Come on, guys. Please, someone put some effort in. And almost like as I said that, the whole team in sort of like one breath were like, nope, 
not going to happen. No more. And and everyone put in a shift beyond measure. I, I have not seen Harry Winks look that confident in a game in years. Like, he just grew and grew into that game. So by the end of it, I think Winks got voted man of the match. He did, yeah. Uh, he was great. I mean, the amount of abuse that that guy gets from our fans to see everyone universally go, yeah, he was he was good. Uh, Delhi ran himself into the ground. That save by their keeper when Delhi, I mean, oh. we we was we were just standing there in the stands and we we're like, because yeah. obviously, how did, how did he miss? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. obviously, particularly the south, and that that's, that's the goal. Yeah. at the south so we just I was just standing there looking at Delhi and you can yeah. see it on obviously on the on the footage on TV but he was yeah. just kind of like looking like I don't know how I missed that and then when they yeah. give a corner you're like hang on he saved it yeah, how no, like just, I mean I actually wrote it in the chat for you because I thought there's no way people in the stands realised yeah. that I was saved it was <laughs> you're, you're thinking it must have been a weird deflection I missed because there's no way to keep her saved he, he did that was a great save yeah. but um, I think in the studio someone said and it is valid uh, Jermaine Defoe I think it was said uh, Deli Alley confidently would hit that the other side. Mm. Deli Ali confident would allow that to come across him and the keeper wouldn't have a chance. Yeah, sure. And and and, and they're right. Delhi is not confident right now, but wow, again, by the end of the game, by the time he left the field, you could see him looking more like, oh, this is what happens. This is you know, when I when I do this, this is the level I can hit. Um I don't know if you I, picked I it love, up I was gonna say so, sorry Sam, sorry to me to interrupt. I don't know if you picked it up on, on the when you was watching it on T V, but we were singing the the old Delhi song as well when he yeah, came off. Nice. And I haven't heard that being sung in a long, no, long time. No, no, I I didn't but I was to be honest, it was one of those games like I don't think I heard anything. I was just like intently watching every sure, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um I, I don't think we can let it go without talking about it because it's what everyone wants to talk about. Um the red cards. Um well, one red card, one question mark. Harry Kane, what do you think? Have you seen it back yeah, now? Yeah, of course. Obviously, you saw it live. You've now seen a replay. What do you think? It's one of those ones, mate, and it where I think if you're a Liverpool fan, you're like, that's just outrageous that that's yeah. not been given a red card. But as a Spurs yeah. fan, you're like, ah, oh, it's a little tickle. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I looked at it, and in live at, live play... The referee booked him straight away, and I was like, "Yeah, that was a dumb challenge." And they showed the replay, and I went, "Oh no, he's mm. gone!" And I was just like, "That's gone. That's you see that all the time. He's gone." And then he went, "Okay, VAR check over." I was like, "Oh, oh, oh we got away with that." And I genuinely believe that. I do genuinely believe we got away with it. Do, do, I, sorry, <clears> Sam. <throat> do you think that uh, you know you were saying about how Klopp got away with um, yeah. criticizing the, the referee, and you wonder if yeah. because he's the manager of Liverpool? Do you think Kane got away with it because he's the England captain? Well, it's, it's an interesting debate because there's something that's gone on about um, all over social media. I mean, people have made it a race thing as well, which is really like, wow, how how have you escalated it to that? This is this is bonkers. Yeah. Um, but they have. Um, I mean, one guy, Liverpool fan, tweeted to his big following that you know it's all down to uh, white supremacy. Yeah, but hang, their, hang on a minute, leader. Like, but who? But like who? Anyone? Everyone that was involved in both red cards were white, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong, mate. There's no logic to this. I'm just telling you what was right. going on on social media, oh, and God. I was just like, "What the hell?" Um, it should have been a red card. That's my opinion. Um, I think 
a lot of people probably hold that opinion and but that's that's kind of something that happens I, I remember not that long ago Robertson nearly broke Tanganga's leg and got booked mm. and when everybody watched it back they went that's a red card how in the hell was that not a red card this happens in football I don't think it's a I don't think it's a conspiracy but the thing is it's human nature though there are some players that when they go in for a challenge like that the referee thinks oh he's a dirty bastard I'm going to send him off whereas with Harry Kane I think the vast majority of games Harry Kane played I don't think you know he isn't a player that a referee is going to associate with doing that maliciously so the referees thought that was like Harry yellow boom and do, do you sort of mean that, that that's kind of that's a, that's a thing that's a kind of whether that's right or wrong that is a human nature thing you know uh, I think Roy Keane back in the day makes that challenge Roy Keane's already walking down the tunnel because he knows what comes next yeah sure <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think there's an element of that. So I don't think it's cheating. I don't think it's a bias for him being white. I don't think it's a bias for him being the England captain. Not a conscious one, anyway. You, 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 at least I don't think it is. Um, it's it's a it's funny. It's, yeah. I know it's this debate that goes on and on and on with VAR and the kind of the the, the subjectiveness versus the objectiveness. And yeah. unfortunately, with with that um, with instance like that. I mean, okay, so the ref, it, it, it's one of those ones where in real time the ref's obviously seen what's happened and it's thought yellow card yeah. and then, and then the, the, the VAR, I've, I've got the, the luxury of slow motion. Yeah. But again, they're, 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 they're just, there's, it's, it's like, oh, it's like I say, it's the old rehash dog and I get that, but like with a handball, for example, or with an offside, you know, that's it. You can draw the lines and that's it, black and white. But it's always going to, VAR, VAR's, you know, beneficial in a lot of ways, but you just wonder with this, what almost like kind of what difference has it made? You know, yeah, like yeah. like the, the referee's seen it. The, the, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's really it's really difficult. And, and I, look, as a Spurs fan, of course we're going to have a bias. Of course we're going to be glad that he didn't get sent off. Yeah. But then you, you look at the you look at the two. You look at uh, Robertson's as well, and they they both they both were red cards, really, weren't they? they? Are. In the cold light <clears> they day, are. they were both red cards. So VAR hasn't <clears> really worked, has it? Uh, it, it, on it's, this game. It's, a, it's a difficult thing with the VAR and it, and it does you know the whole idea of it was it's supposed to clean this up but the reality is and, and it's right referees have said the problem is when you slow down any challenge it looks worse like yeah, when you yeah. take when you and then the more you look at it the more your brain will convince yourself wow that was bad mm. but when you watch it in real time the ball was there to be won Kane has slid for the ball it's there to be won and the guy is took the ball away and then leapt and and like a lot of people say, oh, if he stayed on the ground, it would have been a red. Or maybe I I don't know. But but the situation as it happened in real time, the referee thought that was late, yellow. His studs were up. That is what I think makes it a red, mm. in my opinion. Mm. But it's done now, and 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 I don't get the kind of the media attack. Like I I have an issue with Kane. That's well first unparking that I don't understand the way the media treat him like you've got fans online saying because he's the England captain he's getting preferential treatment I don't remember the media ever dragging any other player in front of a camera live and making them watch him challenge for the ball and call him a cheat like they did with him like a year or so ago when there was all that controversy saying he was backing into people and stuff like that mm. and I don't remember them ever doing what they did to him again this weekend which is show it to him and go you know why weren't you sent off yeah 
Uh, it's nonsense because he's the England captain he's actually being held to a higher standard mm. and that's fine by me I think that's fine you know you are England captain you should be held to a high standard but I, I don't get the narrative that he got let off because of it I, I think that's a nonsense uh, by the way also Liverpool fans in person a lot of people talk about how great they are and how much fun they are Liverpool fans online are a next level of batshit yeah. Yeah. they really are yeah. like I, I remember when we like we, we were going to play them in the Champions League final and Everton fans were going <laughs> fucking your problem now mm. <laughs> and we were like what do you mean and within a week we were like wow yeah, <laughs> yeah they are crazy mm. uh, but they are um, but anyway that's enough um, we drew the game I think the most um, impressive thing from our point of view is the fact we not only drew the game we played well and we were competitive against arguably one of the best sides in the country in Europe yeah that was it I mean look when I, I was obviously gutted when we went 2-1 down but I genuinely I turned to, <clears> to, my, to my mate and I said look if, if we end up losing this I, I'll be upset obviously that we've lost yeah. but there's a big part of me that's like I feel like we've got a Tottenham back and, I've, and, it, and it's given yeah. me a really nice feeling that, that, that like you know it, you look at the Chelsea game, uh, the Man United game. We were pathetic, absolutely pathetic, no, and agree. lucky to get away with just getting destroyed three 0 in both of them games. So yeah. it it was yeah. This is against arguably arguably a team that are the, the best in the league, you know. And and we just we we matched them toe to toe, you know. And, I, and, I, yeah. and I love that. I love it. You know, it, it was so it was so entertaining to watch and. And you know, obviously, a, a, a win would have been even would have put the ice on the cake. But you know, we didn't lose, and we we went toe to toe with them. And it, it, what what what, found, what I found quite strange at the end is I looked at the stats, and I'm like, they had like more possession, more like a lot yeah. more shots, and it didn't feel like that watching the no, game. No, it didn't, did it? I thought I thought that I I was quite surprised because I put the half time stats in our group. And because I, I I think I posted it, but then didn't comment on it, which is what I meant to do, which is that really surprised me it was like 70-30 for possession yeah. and they basically had double us in shots I was like damn yeah. I'm, I'm watching this game like I watch these games intently I, I, I don't it feels like end to end bananas football but I'm yeah. not seeing it so basically it was end to end and they were getting their shots off um, but it was end to end and a lot of times we didn't but I, I was really impressed I mean we were creating chances for fun in a game, and we haven't done that in a long time. And I know we did concede two goals, but I think overall we defended Salah brilliantly. Yeah. And I think the players involved need a lot of credit for that, and Mane as well. These guys have been tearing everybody apart in the league, and I mean really tearing them apart. Uh, and it's almost like we nullified them, but they've got enough quality elsewhere to grab a couple of goals, you know. Mm. Um, but we we did a great job. I was like, I was really happy, like genuinely, really over the moon with how we played. Yeah, um, me too. And it's been a long time. Yeah, long time since I, you know, since I had that. So yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> um, okay, so we are now moving on to our top three players section. Are you ready for this? Top three players, right, okay. So this is, uh, the basic, the question that was asked to us is for me and you to name our top three players of all time for Tottenham. Um, I, I kind of sat down with this, I was like, wow, this is actually really difficult. Like, trying to come up with just three players from me. So so I, I made it players that I have seen myself, not like Tottenham all time that I've heard of, and, you know, because otherwise I, I'd have just gotten really mixed up. <laughs> 
And I've also made it less about probably their ability and more about just their my personal attachment to them. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're going to start with number three. So in third place for you, who do you have and why? Right, so I, I've gone for three, um, I guess you call them luxury players. And again, okay. uh, there are. I know there have been better players probably before I was alive. Uh, but I just, yeah, they're just, like you say, I, I, you're going you're gonna to think of players players that are going to come to mind the ones that you know the ones that you've seen you know so yeah, yeah I've, I've gone I've gone uh, complete luxury players for my three and I, in third place I guess I'd put Ginola oh, David Ginola and how much of that is down to the fact that when you used to go and watch that particular era of Tottenham he was just the reason to go and yeah, watch yeah probably the only the only reason yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of people watching that and just like oh you're joking no we're not joking like literally he was the reason to watch us play for a season or more yeah yeah a lot just yeah. just just amazing amazing player like, carry oozed charisma out of his skin you know and just was just fantastic i loved him love watching him play no, I completely agree with that. Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, the number three for me, uh, very, very similar reasoning behind this, and you'll get it, and that is Paul Gascoigne, Gaza. Had to be. Yeah. yeah. Had to be. Um, as a kid, he was the player at Tottenham who, as a young boy, I mean, I was... Oof, six seven years old when he was in absolute best for us i mean the, he, he was phenomenal you know and then italian 90 happened and he was a global superstar and he was ours you know yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Know, I know for not much longer but <laughs> he but he was and it was yeah gaza was something else gaza was something else to watch live as well um i remember watching an fa cup game and he basically took it around an entire team with one boot on yeah it was oxford yeah um but yeah that phenomenal player uh, number two, my friend. Who is your number two? Well, you've just you've just described him in, in a nutshell. Oh, really? Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be. Doesn't yeah. it? I mean, the personality as well. The guy. Yeah, the guy's something else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. Uh, number two for me, and there's a sentimental reason. My number two is Darren Anderton. Okay. Uh, Darren Anderton. It's a great football player, like genuinely, a, a, a winger of great skill. Um, his ability to cross a ball, I, I still don't think we've ever replaced. <laughs> um, set P, he was great. He had an unfair reputation as a sick note, in my opinion, because you know, up until very recently, he was our all-time Premier League appearance maker. He stayed at the club. Um, he had offers to go. He stayed. He liked being at Tottenham. Loved living in London. His family. It was more important to him. Um, yeah. Darren Anderson, that's my number two. Did we did we we signed him from Portsmouth, didn't we? We did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we did. Um, and he ended up finishing his career there, I think. Yeah, that's um, right. He sort of had a couple of clubs and then and then went there to to finish it off. Um, but yeah, I he was just he was a player I was always really proud of. Played for us, and he played for England as well, like Euro '96 and stuff. He was great. Yeah, just a player I always really enjoyed watching for us. Thanks. And again, at a time where we weren't that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay then so it's now the number one uh, anyone who listens to this show a lot will already know who mine is 
Well, I'll... for you, for you, my friend, <laughs> who gonna... is your number one? I was going to say the same. Same, Sam. Anyone who listens to the show all the time is going to know who I would say for number, my number one as well. And Go for it. Like, I, like I've said, but loads of times before, he's the reason I, f- I fell in love with Spurs, which is Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> you know, he, he's yeah, he's yeah. the reason I fell in love with Spurs. <clears throat> and I, and yeah. again, apologies for everyone who's who's listened from the start. Heard me say this before, but. You know, my, my dad used to uh, work in um, for design consultancy uh, years ago. So this was back in the obviously back in the eighties, and yeah. uh, things weren't done on Macs like they are done nowadays. Everything, was, <laughs> everything no. was done on that. Is that Stylofoam? I forget what it's called. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and he he did me a poster of Glenn Hoddle on that phone, and I remember blue tacking it up to my wall and I was I was in bunk bed so I had my, my brother in the bottom bunk and I was in the top bunk and I'd put it right in front of me and every day I'd wake up and I'd see him you know it's really you know those, he always never used to tuck yeah. his shirt in did he and, he sh- no. and it was I think it was the Hummel one with the um, the, the, the triangles that used to go oh, down no. and yeah. the Holston and it, yeah he just epitomised just what at the time uh, I mean because we, we we were in the hunt for, for a lot of a lot of those years you know for trophies and yeah. we won quite a few trophies as well you know we but did. but he, he was just a magician, an absolute magician on on the pitch, completely. And, and, and like I like I've said before, I'd go and watch a game with my dad when he was playing, and you'd just be staring at him in awe, like you know what what he could do with a football. And yeah, yeah I absolutely love him. No, love that, absolutely love it. Um, God in socks as he was known. Yeah. Um, for me, number one, <clears throat> Gary Mabbott has to be. Um, as a Bristolian supporting Tottenham Hotspur having a guy from Bristol go on to be the captain of Tottenham Hotspur during the time that I started supporting the club. I mean, who else could it be? <laughs> who who else possibly could be the man? And as I've got older and he's got older, I've got to learn more and more about him and realise just how much of a wonderful, brilliant human being he is. So, yeah, for me, he will always be my number one. He's also always my captain as well. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? You, you're right as well. He's a lovely, lovely bloke. I mean, obviously, it's well yeah. known that he's been taking his calls from people during yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. But within, he's, he's been on... Uh, so, obviously, before games, they interview ex-players. And I've seen a couple of interviews this season, I think. I think he's been, been at, <clears> uh, yeah, at the he's ground been a couple, a lot. A couple yeah. of times. And, you, you know... I think I might have said this before, but you know, it's very rare to meet, well, I've not met him, but to see someone that you just mm. know, know he's a genuinely nice yeah. guy. Not someone yeah. that's pretending to be nice, or no. you can imagine they seem nice, but I think they've got yeah. a darker side to him. Than... Yeah, not like me at all. No, right? he's <laughs> genuinely nice but guy. But he yeah. just <laughs> seems like a genuinely lovely bloke, you know, like really yeah, nice guy. Like one of, the, one of the rare few ones in, in the world, you know, and. Nope. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Do you know what I was going to say as well? Sorry, I don't mean to steal your thunder with with Gary. No, Mabbott, no, go on. But um, we had uh, so before the Liverpool game, they had uh, Michael Dawson. Oh, uh, yeah, Dawson, Michael Dawson. Now I yeah. I feel bad because I I liked him as a player, right? But I, mm. I was always I was I was always of the opinion that he was kind of getting a bit propped up by Ledley King, you know? Ooh, right? No, I know, I know it's controversial. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad now, especially as like Ooh, Eric. Should. Eric, do you, know, do you know what? I think back in if it, if social media had been a bigger thing back then than it is now, he'd have yeah. been like a bit of an Eric Dyer, where he's just getting criticised all the time. And and I actually now Probably. now yeah. looking back, as I hate seeing Eric Dyer getting criticised, so I would have been more defend. I defended him more. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> he was on. He was getting interviewed, and he had this little boy with him, I think called Louis. I think yeah. this little boy he must have been about five or six. Just looked completely overawed by the whole situation. <laughs> Massive yeah. Spurs scarf that was just drowning him. And uh, yeah, 
Michael Dawson said that this was his first game, first game ever at the stadium. And and they said, oh, uh, has he had any choice being a Spurs fan? And he said, no, no, he hasn't had a choice no. at all. Right? <laughs> no. But I absolutely love that. I mean, this, like Michael Dawson, I think we signed him from uh, Nottingham Forest, didn't we, with Andy did? Reid, yeah, if yeah. I can remember right. So yeah, he, he, was Chester, yeah. he was never brought up a Spurs fan. Uh, as far as I, I know, you know, no. but he's a massive Tottenham fan now, and I yeah. love it. I absolutely love yeah. it. If if you ever wanna just relive some of the fun of us in the like Champions League, Sky had Michael Dawson in their studio for all of our Champions League games that season yeah. when we went to the final. His reaction to us grabbing like the goal in Barcelona, which took us out of the group, and his reaction to us grabbing the goal, you know, the in Amsterdam, they're priceless. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is absolutely priceless. Oh, I love that. The guy loses his damn mind. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, those are our top threes. A big thank you to whoever sent that in. I know your name, but I just can't find it at the moment. <laughs> but big thank you. Um, hopefully that answers your question and you enjoyed the responses. Uh, it is now time for our Christmas game. Uh, we play this on any of the specials and this is no different. It's time for the Tottenham squad number game. I always feel like I ought to do like a little kind of like, da, 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 you know, it's like it's time for the game. Come on! Um, uh, as it is, we got the old tension music ready. Um, so the basics of the game, and you can play along. Um, see if you can get them right without using Google. Yeah, Matt, move your phone out of your area. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a season. Um, so for example, I could say during the 2021-22 season. Who wears number five? Sure. That's an, that's an example, okay? Okay. But they're obviously going to be from years gone by. So it's going to be a bit of a thinker. I've, I've never been much of... I've never been one... Much of the, as you'll probably work out, as I yeah. fell miserably in this one, that I've never been one for attention <laughs> to detail. So, <laughs> Well, we'll see how we get on. There are five of them. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. Okay. Matt, in the 2010-2011 season... Mm-hmm. Who wore the number 30 shirt for Tottenham? Oh, come on. 2010, 2011. Number 30? Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Wow. Um, there are no, no lifelines available. Okay. Let's <laughs> wild guess. Asurakoto. Do you know that? That's, that's not as mental as you might think. Okay. It's wrong. It's wrong, yeah, but... <laughs> the person who wore the number 30 shirt... Sandro. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. the legend, Sandro. the legend of the legend, the, the kung fu kicking lunatic <laughs> who who to this day says he never should have left the club. Oh, don't with you, man. don't do you. that. Don't give yeah. me make me all emotional, Sam. Okay, I'll, I'll try to do this Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, number two. <clears throat> In the 2014 15 season, who was Tottenham's number one? Ah, oh, this, this, I get the feeling this is going to be a trick. Hang on, 2014-15? So, so, um, Lloris had been playing for the club since 2012, so, but I feel like this is going to be a trick question. Oh, see, see, but are you overthinking it? Oh, come on, come <laughs> on. Oh, wait, I'll just go Lloris then, go on Lloris. Your final answer is Hugo Lloris. Go on, I don't want to overthink it. 
You're correct, oh, my friend. Brilliant. Right, fantastic. <laughs> there you go. I like that. That there was, a, du- one all, that one was all. a double trick question, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was trying to be a tricksy <laughs> old bit. Because, of course, when he joined, he wasn't number one no. initially. But this was the first season he put number one on his shirt. He'd been at the club for what, been uh, two or three years. One and a half years, right, I think. Because right. he joined in January. Right. Okay. Now, this, this, one's, a, this one's a good one. In the 2012-2013 season... Who wore the number two shirt? Yeah. Is it is it too early for Carl Walker? Is it too early for him? Uh, that's that's the question, isn't it? I think. Would it... you like Would you like a clue on this? Go on, go for it, go for it. Give us a clue. It's a Christmas clue. I, I, I'll tell you what. This is a Christmas clue because I think. What you are doing is exactly what I would do, and that's hear the number two shirt and try and think of a right back. So the clue is this person was not a right back. Right, so that took us couple crowd number two. Oh my god. Would you say the 2012 2013 season? Yes, 2012 2013. Oh god, do you know what? I can't, I can't think. Um, do you know what? I know. I... When I say it, you're going to be annoyed. Go on, I. I can't, I, I can't, I can't give you an answer. I okay. would have gone not, Carl Not Walker. even a guess, not even just going to pick a player at random. Uh, Casey Keller. Ooh, <laughs> so close. <laughs> uh, do you know what? When it was leave? close. Same nationality. It was Clint Dempsey. No way, Clint Dempsey. Yeah, he wore number two. Number two? Why did he wear yeah, that used, number? He used to do my head in. Why did he wear do number not, two? I have no idea. Probably some superstitious crap, but yeah. <laughs> No, he wore number two. He drove me nuts. I, number two's the right back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're not going to play right back, don't wear Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> okay, so it's it's currently 2-1 to me. Cool. Not that I'm keeping score, but I am. The next question, and it's more up to date. Oh, good. In the 2016-17 season, probably one of our best seasons ever. Yes, especially at White Lane. Who wore the number 12 shirt? Number 12. Right, okay. Wow. Again, like I say, attention to... I feel like people are are shouting this one. Really? Yeah, I feel like people are yelling this at the podcast. Number 12. I mean, it is Christmas. Would you like a clue? Go for it, mate. Go for it. This man loved spaghetti. Oh right, yeah, that's a fantastic one. I appreciate that. And you've, you've you've given it away now, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> it could only be the guy that scored the screamer at Anfield, Victor Wanyama. Yeah. You are correct. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had a great season he did. that season as well. Is he, st- he, is he still playing? I honestly don't know. Uh, honestly, don't know. <laughs> Someone said this to me the other day. They asked if I could do a thing on the podcast about where the players are now who have left under the Poch- like the Pochettino team. Where are they now? Yeah. I was like, don't care. They've left. They're dead to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I love it. And I could tell the person replied like, oh, uh, okay. I, I was like, yeah. I should, I should probably say. I should probably say more. <laughs> I, it was a joke. It was a flippant <laughs> remark. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's two all. Right. Decider. We go. We go down to the final question in the 2009-2010 season who wore the number 14 shirt for Tottenham Hotspur okay um, I'm gonna say Peter Crouch 
final answer. Yeah, go on. 2009-10 season, wearing number 14. You're saying Peter Craig. Yeah, go on, look at him. It's wrong! Oh, come on. It the was... person who wore it was Luka Modric. Oh, Modric. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Do you know what? When they, Victory um... is mine. It's yours. You can have a trophy this Christmas. <laughs> Yay! Do, do you know? Do you know what we before, before the game uh, kicked off against Liverpool? They obviously show you loads of highlights, loads of goals, yeah. and they showed that that goal that Modric scored against Liverpool. Yeah, and, and and Seb was watching it, and he was like, he knew that Modric used to play for Spurs, but he was like, yeah. almost like, hang on, that's Modric in a Spurs shirt. Yeah. I'm like, he, mate, <laughs> yeah. he used to play for us. <laughs> yeah, and he was a bit good. He was a bit and good. We yeah. all we all knew it, and the world didn't, and then the world found out, and we were like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, back when Real Madrid actually had money. Yeah, yeah. Back when they used to be able to just basically roll a truck of cash up to Daniel Levy's house and go, come on. Yeah, now, now they can't even afford the truck. No. <laughs> yeah, not without doing a lot of borrowing, which apparently they are, which is a frightening thing right. in Spanish football, but never, never mind. Uh, not my problem. <laughs> um, okay, so we now move on to the other question from last week, which is we were to name one player we would sign from every Premier League team, uh, obviously other than us, um, with a maximum spend of £40 million. <clears throat> So we're going to go from club by club. You ready? Go, let's go, mate, let's go. We start with a team called, hang on, Ars Not Now. Oh, Ars, not them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who they are. Uh, did you pick a player from them that you would sign what? for under £40 million? Do we have? Did we have to? I mean, like... <laughs> no, no, with this one, you could literally go, no. <laughs> no, no, go on, who, who did you pick? Uh, I can't say his surname. Uh, Eddie Nikite. Okay. Nikite. Um, young striker I, who I watched, first of all, in an under-18 game years ago, and then he went on loan to Leeds. Um but yeah, I was always quite impressed with him. So if I had to pick one, I'd pick him. Sure. Um, also, he doesn't seem to like Arteta. There's been like some interview and some rumblings. So if I was to pick a player from them, I'd like to pick one that generally is ready to shat on the club. Yeah, yeah. Stick the yeah, middle of the finger up as he walk away. Exactly, yeah. I'd, I'd want one that literally wants to burn it down <laughs> as he leaves. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so that's from that club. Um, I do just want to say apologies to everybody. Um, it, since we started recording some roadworks have begun outside of my house. I can actually feel my whole house vibrating. Blimey. I'm going to do my best to edit the noise out so I can see it on my audio recording. Uh, I, haven't, um, I haven't heard it my uh, end, Sam, so... Well, good. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a positive. Yeah. I, I can see the lines bouncing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fair uh, I will try and edit it out, but if it is there, really apologies. Uh, okay, so moving on to Aston Villa, um, Laura's second team. Who did you pick from Villa? Oh, I'd go for Ollie Watkins as a backup striker to Kane. Ooh, you reckon you could get him for under forty million? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, yeah. better leave, leave so. it, leave him up. <laughs> yeah, I went Tyrone Mings. I think Tyrone Mings on the left of a back three, central three would work quite well. Left-footed English, homegrown. Yeah, good, good, that's who good I went. Shout. Yeah, Tyrone uh, Dyer in the middle, and I, I'm st- uh, Romero on the right. Um, okay, what about Brentford? Brentford. Uh, who have I gone for Brentford? Oh, Ivan Tony. I love it. Yeah, that our first match. Yeah. There we go. I went Ivan Tony as go. well. There you go. Literally the only player I wanted. Snap. Snap. 
<laughs> I, I loaded the I loaded the Premier League dot com squad lists, and I'm just literally going club by club. And I got to a few of them, and I was like, I don't, I, none of them. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I'm trying to find a player to improve. It's okay, but that's that's our first match. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, what about Brighton? Uh, Brighton. I've gone for uh, Tariq Lemty. I, I think he's a uh, quite a good little player, and he's Mate. still very young. Our second match. <laughs> Dead happy with that. Yeah, I mean, we could say we matched on Arsenal as well because we both just went, nope. No, really? but no I, I did actually pick up Cavendish. Well, do you right. know what? I, I would have said with Arsenal, if I would have had to pick someone, if someone put a gun to my head, I probably would have mm. gone for uh, Ramsdale because, uh, I mean, I know oh, yeah. we've got, yeah. uh, with, with Lloris sort of coming to the autumn stroke winter of his yes. career, you know, we kind of need a young upcoming goalkeeper, I think. And finding an English homegrown one would be ideal. Um, uh, On to Burnley, my friend. Who did you pick from Burnley? And this one that I find very tough. Yeah, again, I know because it's hard to pick. Obviously, there's not 20 positions, so there's going to be somewhere I'm picking the same uh, position. Yeah. uh, yeah. But I I probably would have gone for another English uh, goalkeeper, Nick Pope. I think he would have been a good. <laughs> yep, we match. Oh, really? Nick Pope. You... That's who I picked. Okay, yep. Fair enough. That's Nick Pope. Yep, definitely Nick Pope. Uh, okay, now the next one I find really difficult. Not so much because they didn't have players there I wouldn't like seeing at Tottenham, yeah. but because I was trying to keep it under the 40 million price. We're we talking tag. Man City now, aren't we? No, no, no. Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Yeah, we're going alphabetical. Right. Yeah, right. Chelsea. Okay. Um, so I picked someone who I actually think we could realistically sign and is a good player. Yes. <laughs> Okay. I I have picked Andreas Christiansen. Oh, okay. Yeah, who did you go for? It's not a match for this one. So I've yeah. gone for a player who's who's been shockingly bad since they signed him, but with the Conte effect, could bring him back yeah. to his uh, Leipzig uh, form in Timo Werner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great player. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And they probably would sell him for under 40 million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just get him away, please. Yeah, please. Four quid and a bubble. Um, <laughs> the, the next one's Crystal Palace. Who did you go for from Palace? Crystal Palace. Only because of his how he's sort of playing recently, but I've gone for Conor Gallagher. Uh, I think he'd be a great sign. He's on loan there. Oh, he? is he really? Oh, sugar. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. He's on loan from Chelsea. Oh, right. Okay, in that case then, I'll go Zaha. I mean, it's going to... I know it's, I know it's <laughs> the... the old, yeah, it wouldn't be a Tottenham transfer window without us being linked to Zaha. No, I, I, I still uh, feel like he's still... Look, I know he's he's, he's getting on a bit now, but yeah. I still feel like... I just would love to see him in a Spurs show for a yeah, season or a couple of seasons, X, you know? Bit of an X factor yeah. to him. Um, I went Etze. Okay. Yeah, I'd, uh, the 40 million thing might be a bit of a push, but, you know, Etze, that's who I'd go with. Uh, Everton, another one that I found quite difficult. Right, so this is where I know before we started recording, I said that uh, I've gone sentimental on some <laughs> of them, and this is a sentimental yes. sign in. So you know what I'm going to say, don't you? I've got an idea. Yeah, but, uh, yeah it, go on. Only because Conte's there now, and he could do it. Like, look what he's done with Winks, look what he's done with Dyer. Bring, let's right. bring Andros back. Tottenham boy, Andros through and through. <laughs> let's bring it back to where he belongs. Bring, bring, yeah, bring Andros home. Uh, I went Jordan Pickford. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, bring Andros. I can see where you went there, and, and there will be an example soon of where I went similar. Um, okay. What about Leeds? Leeds. Uh, Rafinha for Leeds. Ah, for me. I went Calvin Phillips. Okay. But yeah, yeah. No, Rafinha. I think he, I think he's player. he's one of those players that like you've got um, 
we've got similar players like you know like a, yeah. we could bring on but I just feel like he's one of those players we could have on the bench who could make a difference you know if we're sort of 70 yeah. minutes in and we're looking to change things up a little bit you know yeah, no, decent attacking player yeah I agree um, another one that I found difficult and I didn't think I would was Leicester okay um, I looked through the squad and I was kind of like I don't I don't see that and I ended up with Yuri Tielemans yeah funny enough so did I Yay, so what's that our fourth yeah. match is it that is our fourth match fantastic yeah, yeah that's not bad yeah, yeah. Uh, Liverpool is next yeah it's a difficult one isn't it who did yeah, you go for 40 million uh, mm. I went I actually went and I think people might roll their eyes I actually went Jordan Henderson yeah so did I <laughs> yeah there you go um, it's funny because for a long time I didn't overly saw what he brought to, to the table um, I kind of thought to myself he's a bit of a journeyman in their team and he's been made captain um, but in fairness I, I saw that with England in, in the Euros what he brings um, and Liverpool fans were kind of like see you're finally seeing it and I was like yeah actually I am and his experience and his drive in the centre of the field would only be a benefit so yeah that's yeah I went Jordan Henderson yeah um, Man City now Man City find a player under 40 million mate I challenge you yeah that's the problem isn't it uh, and this is my second sentimental uh, uh, sign in because oh no you didn't yeah because look he's he's um, he's getting on a bit now so we'll probably get him for under 40 million yeah. he's won loads of trophies now yeah Bringing back, I mean, look in the last game you talked about that season when we, um, yeah. you know, it's sentimental. Let's let's bring Carl Walker back. Come on, come back to where uh, you belong. Okay, I, I went Nathan Acker. Okay, <laughs> snaky bastard, bring him back. Um, Man United, and my pick on this one's random, but yeah, Man United. Who would you go? Yeah, again, it's defining wanting a player that under forty million, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I was thinking, could we get Luke Shaw for under forty million? Maybe. Possibly. That's that's my pick yeah. anyway. Okay, Luke Shaw. I went to Beak. I reckon we could get him quite easily for under forty million. Okay. And Man United have kind of shafted him, but he is a playmaker, so we do need that. Yeah. Another one I struggled with, Newcastle. Who did you go with in Newcastle? Personally I think there's only one choice, but who did you go You're with? probably thinking the same one as I don't know if we'd get him for under forty million, but for me it's Alan saying Maxima. Yep, yep, same guy. <laughs> <Do you know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the only player that I know that's any yeah, good. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was literally like entertainment factor. It has to be him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Alan's so maximum for me as well. Um, Norwich. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't mind a bit of. Uh, I was going to choose. Um, uh, oh, freaking hell, striker. Oh, Pookie. Pookie, that's the one. But then I was thinking, do you know who we've been after? We was after last time they got relegated. Aaron. Aaron's Max Aaron's. Yeah. That's probably yeah, who I, I go for. I, I went Cantwell. Okay. I, I don't think either Aaron's or Cantwell have acquitted themselves that well this season, to be honest with you, but that kid's like a bag full of potential, so mm. that was who I went. Uh, Southampton, uh, I picked the player that I will die on this hill forever for Tottenham, and that's James Ward-Prowse. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked him for one reason only. It's because at the moment we don't, We've we we don't since Ericsson's gone we don't have a yeah. free kick taker. Yeah. Oh, so you picked Ward Price as well? I did, yeah. yeah excellent. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. Now, talking about sentimental, who did you pick from Watford? Yeah, we could we could have had a couple of options there, couldn't we? For sentimental. <laughs> oh, for me there's only one, but I'm telling you, he ain't coming back to play. He's going to be a coach for the academy. Yeah, I, but you, I'd I'd bring home Danny Rose. Yeah, do you know what I picked him as well? And and not not but 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 almost like. 
yeah, purely sentimental. I mean, like... Yeah. He, Come he, home, here. here's a giant hug. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd have Carl Walker and, and Danny Rose back. Yeah, let's bring them both back, yeah. eh? Um, <laughs> okay, the next one's West Ham. And again, there's a serious debate on whether I get this guy for £40 million. But due to his contract length, I'm willing to argue it with anybody. Um, I'd go Declan Rice. Yeah, that's, I was I haven't picked him because I thought we couldn't get him for forty forty yeah. million. But like, I don't know if we get this guy for forty million either. But I would have gone for Thomas Sujek because I think yeah. he's, he is yeah, just yeah, completely he's, he's revolutionised yeah. that team, hasn't he? He has, yeah, and no, a very good player. So finally, Wolves. Who do you pick from Wolves? Oh, Raul Jimenez for me. If we get him for Raul forty million, Jimenez, not a bad show. I went Ruben Neves. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some yeah, decent players of, there, haven't they? Yeah, a couple of good players there. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that is one player from every team. And we matched up on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There eight. you go. There you go. Not too bad. Yeah, that ain't too bad at all. <laughs> Probably would have matched up on more if we weren't, you know, being sentimental. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> all, all yeah. Yeah. It's a Carl Walker. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, so that was that. Um, so now it is time for us to head across to questions, comments from social media. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Okay, we're going to open with the good people at Instagram, as that is our tradition here on the show. And the good people at Instagram, which is run by the lovely Laura. So, Merry Christmas, Laura, if you're listening. Well, I know you listen because you often have a go at me for talking about your OnlyFans account <laughs> and not giving out the address. No, I'm joking. <laughs> she doesn't have an OnlyFans. Stop emailing me. <laughs> um, okay, Zapod34. Great name, Zapod. Are we going to appeal being given a 3-0 loss in the Europa Conference League or just take the punishment? It's kind of a funny thing, this. We The statement was issued by UEFA much later than it was expected. And the club issued a statement immediately basically saying, okay, we don't, we don't agree, but we accept it. And now we're not accepting it. It almost feels like someone at the club had that prepared as kind of like a, yeah, all right, we know what's going to happen. And Daniel Levy sat there and went, Do you know what? No, <laughs> I'm not going to accept it. Um, and yeah, we are we are formulating an appeal to the court of arbitration for sport. I think it's less about being let back into the competition and more about financial compensation. Um, it's the unfairness yeah. of it, isn't it? It's the unfairness of it that I don't it's, like. Uh, it's it's a weird situation. I said this because Wrens are basically getting away with being assholes over this. Yeah. Um, because they were already through. Uh, Vitez is who I feel for. Vitez now, because we've made it known we're going to appeal it, are now back to, right, we don't know if we're still in Europe or not. Mm. Um, And they were very gracious and very, you know, uh, this terrible situation, we want to wish everyone at Tottenham well. Um, Wren's just, like, basically didn't care, Mm. didn't give a crap. They were inconvenienced because they had to travel here, turn around and travel back. Oh, boo-hoo. It's it's very interesting that, Rena French and Vitesse Dutch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Read into no, that what you like. No, yeah, read into that what you like. Why we ever built a tunnel to that godforsaken place, I'll never know. But anyway, we did. Um, right, so that's that. Uh, Nico underscore M17. Poor bugger, was named after a motorway. Um, who should we sign this January? 
Uh, that's a loaded thing. I can't, I can't give you like a name of a player. I can give you positions that I think we need to add to. We're giving you twenty. We're giving you twenty names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or nineteen names. Yeah. Nineteen names. What more do you want, <laughs> exactly. man? Yeah, we've we've given you. Uh, for me, I, if nothing else happens, I want to see a sign of striker. Yeah. And a one of a level. Uh, you know, Gregor Raziak style will infuriate me beyond belief because it's literally a waste of a transfer fee and waste of everybody's time and Andy Booth so, there we go yeah Andy <laughs> bloody Booth oh we'll get Fraser Campbell in on loan yeah oh, awful anyway um, so yeah I want to see a striker um, you could argue a right wing back uh, possibly with Matt Doherty being awful still um and the jury's still very much out. Well, he, he's still settling. Emerson Royal, I think there's enough there potential wise that that we can see um a good player there. But right now I think that that position could well need to be strengthened as well. Uh I'd still obviously love a creative midfielder in the side. Uh you know, like a, an Ericsson replacement, but we shall see. Yeah. Um Diazporian1 says, Great game against Liverpool. We all felt this would be a loss. Excited about the coming games. Do you believe Winks and Delhi have had, or sorry, will have opportunity to continue to impress with the COVID players coming back? I think if they continue to improve, their contribution to our depth and ability to play different styles improves us immensely. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, don't think it, I, I, I know this is a personal opinion, but I've always been of the belief that as a squad, having Delhi in the squad, having Winks in the squad, gives the squad options and gives the squad depth. The issue comes is that when they've been called upon, they've not performed. Now, there are lots of factors to this. You know, it's, it's very difficult to play a game, miss a game, play a game, you know, be in and out all the time. I think you, you struggle to get your natural rhythm. Um, I think some players are also big confidence players. Deli Alley under Pochettino was confident in those seasons. You could just see the kid, like, he tried everything every game, and a lot of stuff didn't come off, but because some stuff did, everyone forgets. Mm. Now, some a lot of stuff isn't coming off, and he isn't, you know, he isn't getting that rub every now and again, which means everyone's focusing on, oh, he misplaced this, he did this. If he cracked in a volley from 30 yards, I guarantee you no one's talking about the four misplaced passes before it. Yeah, completely. And that's that's the difference. That is literally the only difference. The guy's confidence isn't there. He takes that chance against Liverpool, and odds are the guy is probably, you know, going to go on a run of form then. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like you can tell he is a big confidence player. And Winks as well. Winks in that game, the longer that game went and the more stuck in he got and the more kind of like I'm having the, you know, I'm looking up. This is Liverpool. I'm being pressed crazy. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm playing. You know, I'm, I'm doing well. This is going well. The more through balls he was trying, you could see that clearly Conte said to him, "Get your head up, kid. You, you've got the ability. Back yourself." Mm. So yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it does give us more options. The one thing, the one thing I've got to say is kind of like a caveat is, I don't want us to get carried away with they played one good game, therefore they're back and they're brilliant. I was going to say that it was just one game, yeah. wasn't it? They, yeah. They've had they've been in poor form for some time. I, I I am of the belief that we had to give everyone a clean slate and let Conti get stuck into them. 
and if we are now seeing the emergence of them in his system with his coaching and they are back to a level like they were against Liverpool consistently which I think Conte said about Delhi's like it was one game if he shows me this consistently wow you know great <laughs> but at the moment it was one game and in this system of Conte you do need people who make intelligent runs people who are going to time themselves and regardless of what you think about Dele and his ability, that's what that guy does. You know, he arrived for that opportunity against Liverpool when no one else in the squad was there. You know, he, he made, he created that. Kane made the break to the near post. He took the defender with him and Dele knew and was smart enough to make that run. There's no one else in our team that does that. And, you know, a different day that goes in. But yeah, I um yeah, I, I I'm I'm interested to see where it goes with them. I, I I don't like writing people off. I never have done. And I feel like I got to that stage with both of them, Winks and Delhi. And seeing that Liverpool game was like a real big reminder. But then you know like you say to me after games sometimes your dad can be an absolute Debbie Downer. Yeah. It's like, Oh come on, what you know, I enjoyed that. Why are you yeah, yeah. My brother has a habit of doing that and my brother messaged me and literally all it said was, Huh I can see some people have got their shop window forming. Mm. It's like oh, I don't, I don't, don't yeah. do that. I, 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 I don't. Maybe right, but shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I can kind of. I can see. I can, okay, it could, it could potentially be a be the, the reason, but I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to think it's it's bought into Conte's um, mindset. Like you know. Yeah, I'd like to think so. And they're better coached now. Yeah. Jesus, are much they better, better coached. Now. Yeah. So so. We went 2-1 down, and the team knew exactly what to do. Their heads didn't drop, their body language was good, and they got straight back into the game and equalised. And you could see from their celebration, it was like the belief. Like, this is working. This is is good. Do you know what I love as well, which I haven't seen for a long while, is uh, if you looked at all the social media posts afterwards, they were disappointed with a draw. Yeah, yeah. They were disappointed with a draw. Yeah, they were. I, I do want to point out that Eric Dyer tweeted afterwards, hope everyone has a Merry Christmas after the final game. And every reply was, we're playing again on Wednesday, Eric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't want to break this to you. So if Dyer's not in the squad, he knew something we didn't. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, bye all. I'm off on holiday. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> um, right, so over to Facebook, Liam Hickey says, Merry Christmas, guys, and keep up the great work. Merry Christmas, Thank mate. You. Uh, new year, new Spurs. What can we hope for going forward in transfer window and remaining games? Um, win more than we lose, score more than we concede, and sign the yeah. best players in the world. Yeah, there you go. I'll take that. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. All right. Um, all joking aside, Liam, uh, thank you. You message in on a regular basis, and we really appreciate it. Um, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, Rick Barnfather. That's an amazing name, yeah. Rick. I want to know when will Liverpool stop moaning about Sunday's game? Never. never. <laughs> they will never stop moaning. They they are on their own. They really are. Yeah. Um, Michael Joseph says, cheers to the folks at the page and cheers to the people interacting with the page. The conversations are mostly insightful and positively engaging. Thanks for another year of great podcasts. Keep up the great work. Shout out to the sponsor. Don't forget to shave your balls. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. You couldn't have said it better ourselves. <laughs> uh, Matthew Fleming says, 
What are your thoughts on our exit from the ECL? I'm personally disappointed to see us fall out of Europe, but can't help but think it will help our fixture pile up later in the season. Merry Christmas to all the Spurs news team and a happy new year. Thank you. Thank yeah, thank you, Matthew. Same to you. Uh, we've just kind of covered that, uh, the Conference League. My, my own personal opinion is I, I never like to see us go out of Europe. I know a lot of people just want to dump these competitions because it's not the Champions League. My view is go and win them. If we're that good and it's beneath us, win the bloody thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't understand the desire to, you know, we're not a trophy laden club. We're not a team that every year wins the league, wins the FA Cup. And therefore, we look at the League Cup as like some lesser trophy. For me, <laughs> give me the trophy. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of disappointed we're out. But I also do just want to say we are right. We've only got ourselves to blame. If we played better in the earlier games, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. You know, we'd have been in Ren's situation, which is top of the group, and therefore it didn't matter that the game got postponed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I, I do think I do think we ought to say that. Um, Stefan Cruz Alvarez, also known as Stefan Stefan, says, "Always a big thank, oh, as always, a big thank you for a year of podcasts. I want to know which player would be on the naughty list or which one would be on the nice list. That's a good question. The naughty list." So, well, yeah, Harry Kane's on the naughty list for me. He's on the naughty step. He's got a dunce hat on. I'm not talking to him still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's an easy one for me. What about you? Is there anyone on the naughty list for you? Uh, I, I, I'm struggling to think of anyone at the moment because we're we're on a, we're riding the crest oh, of a wave so at the moment. Nice. You're, you're so nice. You're, you're so kind. Put Matt Doherty on it just for being a bit crap at the moment. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> uh, who's on your Who's on your nice list? Well, mine's the opposite to yours. Harry Kane. This, you know, back amongst the goals again. Sorry, mate. Sorry, the, the thing broke up and it sounded like you said something really crazy. <laughs> so, do you want to? Do you want? You yeah. Did you start drinking? Did you Did you nail a few before? Was this? Hey, it's the Christmas episode. Nine in the morning. No problem. Here's a whiskey. No, no, you can't. No, come on. He wanted to leave us. He hates us. Yeah, the, the keys in the word wanted is changed no, now. No, he's, he's, he's still he's, no. He's on the nice list now. It's January transfer window form. Get it your head out your ass, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, uh, naughty list I've done. Nice list, Sonny, because Sonny's the nicest guy in the world, he is. and therefore he is on the nice list. Definitely, one hundred percent. Did you Sonny. see? Did you see that picture of him cuddling Klopp? It's like yeah, he's like his dad. He's yeah. like he's so yeah. pleased. Just to... oh, hi, Dad. Yeah, Klopp's <laughs> like six foot ten or whatever. It's ridiculous. Uh, final question then for the Christmas uh, episode. Tom Perks, uh, looking forward to the show. I hope you're all wearing your Christmas jumpers. I am, actually. I'm freezing freaking cold, and I am wearing a Christmas jumper. It may be a long question or topic, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on the question from last week. Well, that's you were the one who asked us for one player from every team, so there you go. We've done that. Uh, he says, Merry Christmas to the Spurs News Pod admins and their families. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. you Merry too, Christmas. Mate. And what a great way to end it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah that is it and the podcast obviously will continue rolling Uh, the games are being played Um, West Ham uh, we are actually recording this on the 22nd so the game against West Ham hasn't happened yet which is why we've not talked about it Um, so we're in that awkward position again where we're recording before the game so we could do with doing our old tradition of we record if we lost record if we win yeah let's do that let's do a couple yeah, yeah. okay so so uh, imagine we've lost the West Ham in the League Cup go right uh, mate do you know what look we lost to him it was a shit game but Conte's yeah. concentrating on the league 
it's only yeah. the League Cup, isn't it? You know, yeah. we've, we've sacked off the, Euro, yeah. the, the, the conference, we've sacked off the other stupid competition. Yeah, yeah. Let's it's, focus it on a good it. idea. You, you could tell by the team selection mm. that he clearly looked at it and went, let's sacrifice this, let's, let's focus, let's focus in on the league and trying to get into the top four. Yeah. You, you can tell, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, West Ham, you know, they, they get their day in their sun every now and again. They're enjoying it at the moment. We know they'll be back as relegation fodder within a season or two. So, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Let them have their cup final win, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all good, all good. Okay, right. <clears throat> all right, so there's that. Uh, now is if we won, okay? Oh, mate, what a game. Look, do you know what? This, yes. We're going to win this trophy. We're going to win it. Do you know what? Do you know what? The, the best we're... trophy as well. It is the trophy that means the most to everyone, and you can tell. Yes, and, and look, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to win this. We win the League Cup. It's going to yeah. be a, a catalyst for us under Conte yeah, to win absolutely. loads of trophies. Yeah. Now we're in the semi-final now. Yeah. Let's hope we get yeah. those dirty scumbag gooners, beat them, yeah. get to the final, win that, and yeah. look, the trophy's yeah. ours. We are... Mate, I'm and, we're, we're, and clearly, the the manner of the victory as well makes us the best team now. Oh, Definitely, everyone. Completely, everyone's just looking at this. Yeah, totally, totally good. Uh, awesome, brilliant. There we go. Yeah, I mean, we've covered that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just I'll just edit it in whichever <laughs> way it goes. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but mate, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Merry Christmas to your family. I hope you have a lovely time. Uh, big thank you to everybody who continues to listen uh, throughout the year. Uh, this is our third, I think, or fourth Christmas special now, which is kind of crazy we've been doing this that long now. Um, but like I said, the show will continue as games are coming thick and fast all through the festive season and into the new year. We'll keep rolling with it. Our next break, if you like, unless something happens like COVID again, <laughs> please know, um, will be next time there's an international break. But other than that, we'll be here weekly. So everyone, you look after yourselves. Have a great Christmas. Stay safe. And I'll speak to you again very soon. Happy Christmas, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Christmas Special. We hope you had a lovely Christmas and a happy new year. Bloody freezing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>